Hey everybody, this is Presto. Corporal Nazis. And you are listening to episode 26 of the Nintendats podcast. The Gamer Dad Gift Guide episode. Is that what this is? Gift Guide? That's what it is. <coughs> it's the guide to gifts for the gamer or geek in your life. Or if you're just shopping for yourself and you want to treat yourself. That's important. Yourself. It's important to have self-care in these in these rough and ragged times. Um, so we're basically going to go over all the games you need or want or should get other people that you like and don't hate. Some gadgets and gear. There's a lot of Gs. This episode brought to you by the letter G. Uh, <laughs> gadgets and gear, which is non-game stuff that we think is awesome for this holiday season. And also some consumable goods, beer, wine, coffee, whiskey, etc. So in this episode, we're going to go over a lot of stuff. Uh, and this is the first time where we were like, we really would like to put all these things in one place. So you're not scrambling to Google them as you're listening to this. Uh, so we are going to put them in a very long Facebook post with links. Um, <laughs> but in the near future, we are working behind the scenes on a Nintendad's website where such notes will be made available for you uh, later on. But it's not here yet, At so... www. No, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> People are going to go there. It's not going to be ready. Shh. So for now, it's going to be facebook.com slash the Nintendad's. And you can get all the links to the lovely products that we talk about. Um, but first, what do you want, Corporal? What do you want this year? What is your number one? What is your number one wish item? Halo Infinite. You my know, wish, my wish is that that gets handed to me. Well, so. I would be careful what you wish for because people wish that. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 would just come out already, and then it came out already, and people realized very quickly that it probably shouldn't have come out yet. They probably should have developed it for another <clears throat> year. Yeah. People didn't realize 2077 wasn't part of the game title. It was the release date. It should have been, because the game's buggy. No, I've been playing it on PC, and it's great. I've had very minimal glitches little graphical things here and there, but if you own a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One and you're playing it, ugh, bad times. Actually, I was in the customer's house today, and he was playing the game, and he had everything but positive reviews, but he did say that if it was on a console and you bought the hard disk copy, it came in two disks, and one disk was the main install disk, and the other disk was the running disk, and it took five hours to install seriously on his xbox that is wild that reminds me of like installing world of warcraft one disc at a time like <laughs> way back back in the day when you use discs <laughs> that's well, rough and like in today's world especially in the gaming technology they've been putting games on blu-ray discs not cds so you can hold a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can hold a lot. So the fact that there were two CDs or two di discs in order to install it, that's like I understand. The game and then issue. there was a day one patch that was like 20 gigs. Yeah. 
So it's it's an unoptimized mess, but I'm enjoying it a lot. So You're far. better off playing it on PC. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, what do I want for the holiday season? Uh, I want Melee to be freed. <laughs> Santa Nintendo, are you listening? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I want Ultimate Online, not to be hot doo-doo butter, um, but that's not going to happen. So I'll just say world peace. <laughs> um, speaking of a bit of news, which we are going to go oh, so much into in the next episode, but mm-hmm. my personal favorite character of all time, Sephiroth, got announced this week for Smash Ultimate. And it is the one character that could bring me back into playing that game. The and it's gonna, you're gonna see streams of me getting really, really frustrated. The amount of love that you have for Smash Ultimate is like ungodly amount. It's a bad, it's like I'm in a bad relationship with Smash yeah, Ultimate. You really are. And it's like, does all these horrible things, and then it's like, I'm sorry, babe, Sephiroth. And I'm like, I can't say mad at you. Awesome. I, I I just can't can't appreciate the game. I can't. So I love Halo. I am an Xbox Halo fanboy to the max. And I think your love for the Smash series far exceeds my love for Halo and for Banjo and for Doom and for Assassin's Creed combined. Probably. Like, but these just, those games don't do horrible things to you. <laughs> I mean, Assassin's Creed. In general. Assassin's Creed. Maybe. (laughs) I spoke too soon. Um, Another little bit of news. Uh, There's a Nintendo indie thing happening tomorrow after we record this episode. So probably it would have already happened. So we'll talk about it in the next episode. And Funimation uh, is releasing an app tomorrow. So we're recording this on the 14th. Funimation app with all the anime and stuff is coming on the 15th. And I think this has to do Funimation acquired Crunchyroll, which is like the anime streaming service. Guess. I want you to guess how much they bought Crunchyroll for. Ten bucks. Because Crunchyroll means nothing to me. It's the biggest anime streaming service on the internet. Does it have like a next Netflix subscription platform? Is that what uh, it is? It's got it's ad supported or you can pay for premium and skip the commercials. So pretty much like a Hulu model. It's a big one. It's a big one. So guess. Guess a real number. 500,000. Guess a real number. I I, I have no concept of what Crunchyroll... <clears throat> like, I understand that, like, Netflix is, like, in the billions. But, like, Crunchyroll, to me, like... is Just like anime. Those, Just, they only stream anime. It's one of those, like, indie, under-the-radar type things. So, like, it doesn't doesn't pull up on my radar what is it funimation bought crunchyroll for 1.2 billion dollars 1.2 billion yes it is worth that much because that's how much they paid for it (laughs) Uh, uh. uh so that's what funimation wanted for christmas and they bought the gift themselves So, there you go. There you have it. Let's get into the show.
So our first topic of things you should get the gamer dad in your life is, you guessed it, games. <laughs> now, this year, we're going to start with a different kind of uh, category than we would normally start with. But to me, they're, the theme of this year's games have been indies to me. And I'm not like an indie game fan. Like I don't seek well, out indie games. There's there's a, because of COVID, a lot, whoa. <laughs> the camera, for those listening at home, the camera is just like, womped. Anyway, um, because of COVID, a lot of people are home. And because of COVID, a lot of AAA title companies have been able to put their production on pause because they've been not been able to been in the office to pump things out. True. Whereas indie companies, I feel like, are the scrappy kid in the street. They don't have time to stop. They only have one chance. (laughs) They only got one. This might be the only game they make like this decade. They got to jump on it. Yeah. And they'll they'll code in their parents' basement like... I said scrappy kid and you said they got one shot and I immediately heard Hamilton like coming into view. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Eminem. Oh. One opportunity. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. So, the the indie company the indie companies out there need to still make their dollar. They can't afford to not. So they have been able to rise above, I think, in this type of environment. Rise. Because up. they're able to <laughs> Now you got me in Hamilton. Because they've been able to pump out games and push things onto the market, some of them have good quality and at a decent price that they're getting more traction because more people are home looking for something to do and there aren't large AAA titles to fill their time with. Yeah, the blockbuster movies are all on like hiatus. The AAA titles, we had some come out, but I think a lot of them got pushed back. So the indie spotlight is shining bright. Um, So my... Super duper, I don't even know. These all have not come out in the past year, but they're on. these are the ones that are on my radar right now. First of all, game, the game, the indie game everybody is talking about, won some awards, got robbed of some other awards. Last of Us 2, taking all the damn awards. Um, Last of Us does not deserve anything. No, I reviewed <laughs> some, but definitely not everything it got, but... This we're not even going to touch the game awards because it was just like a hot mess this year with everything. But so Hades, 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 Hades. I've talked about Hades before on the show. To me, it is my biggest surprise of the year that I've played that I've been like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I think that is the same for a lot of people. It is. It's just it's the first game in a long time that's had good story and good characters that I actually gave a crap about. The combat is really good. Just everything about it is so good. And it's an indie game. So it's, I think it's $30 and it's been on sale like half a dozen times in the last couple months. I think it's on sale right now uh, because it won stuff at the Game Awards. So I think it's like 20 bucks. And it's so good. It's a roguelike, so like you fight, you die, you restart from the beginning, but you get slow and steady progress as you play through. So you do eventually get a lot of buffs and stuff. And it's amazing. Play it. It's great. Um, 
this one we've talked about before definitely did not well technically this may have come out this year like released uh risk of rain 2 so risk of rain 2 risk of rain was a game that us as the nintendads like went hardcore yeah all well risk of rain 2 is one that we went hard risk of rain 1 was like a 2d yeah thing but risk of rain 2 i think had their official because i think it was technically pre-release until like a couple months ago and now it's officially released (coughs) they dropped a new character like it's legit out there and it's they've just added so much to the game it's it's great that's another indie one that that one's multiplayer co-op multiplayer too so if you haven't checked that out definitely check it out it's another one indie game cheap cheap price tags can't beat it you can get risk of rain 2 and hades for less than the last of us 2 and you will absolutely have more fun playing both of them um streets of rage 4 games when you can get high quality games that are combined multiple games less than one single triple title to the game sometimes you really gotta guess is that triple title game really even worth it yeah i can't i mean i bought maybe two games this entire year that had the full 60 dollar price tag i back when covid first started xbox did a huge like mega sale and I was like buying up games left and right. I must have dropped like four hundred dollars on games, but like maybe not four hundred dollars. It was probably like close to like a hundred dollars. But like I bought an insane amount of games for dirt cheap. <clears throat> I have not. I don't think I've paid sticker price for a single game this whole year. Mm-mm. I mean, I paid. I paid for Cyberpunk out the box, like pre <laughs> pre ordered a couple hours before release because I knew I was going to get it and I wanted to get those meaningless pre order. Even when I got um, Animal Crossing for Little Red, and when I got oh, I, that uh, was the other game I got at full price this year, was Animal Crossing, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, I bought uh, Sword used, so I didn't pay full price for that either. Yeah, I got Shield used, and then I sold it like almost what I paid for it, because <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Streets of Rage Four is another game our little oh. friend group got into. Awesome, awesome beat 'em up type mechanics. That's like a side kind of a side yeah it's side scroller beat 'em up side scroll. Yeah, yeah, it's a cabinet side scroll, so like the screen moves with you in chunks. Yeah, after. really good. Has some depth, and I wish they would fix a couple things with the online multiplayer. It gets a little wacky. The art style on it is phenomenal. Yes, indies indies also rule. Yeah, good art style. Yep. Uh. Another one that came out this year, definitely got to give a shout out. You cannot talk about good indie games on the Switch without talking about Oh, Killer, Killer Queen, Queen Black. Black. Yes. <laughs> Killer Queen Black should be if anything the first indie game you buy. Yes. First yeah, off, it's it, it's they indie. permanently price dropped it to 9.99 on the Switch. I don't know what they're doing. There's no reason it. not to own it. That game is totally worth twice that amount. And I will say Killer Queen Black, you can play it online, and it's like COVID still, so everybody can't be together, but there is no game that gets exponentially better when you have people sitting in the same room. I remember we had played it online, and then we all got in the same room and played it, and it was just like, 
it was a blast. It's so good. It's a, definitely a game you can play and have people on Zoom and still like yeah. feed off of the energy. We need to play it. I haven't played that in a while. We need to do that on our next game night. Yeah. Um, another one that's absolutely sucked me in, uh, which is a free-to-play game, is Rocket League. Yeah. And I is sucked that, you in? What? Is that indie? Is that truly an indie game? Um, Psionics? I think so. It's not yeah. a major publisher. That's true. It's not a major publisher. Not a major publisher. Less than full price. It used to be 30, <laughs> then it was 20, now it's free. It's just been around for so long and it's so established in the esports scene. It's like, it's kind of hard to deem it as indie now, but yeah. it's got indie roots, I'll say. Okay. So still super fun. And then another one I haven't played, but is like another huge indie title that's come out is Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is, if you like that's Ori... Go for That's it. That's another one of those games that was like quoted for its art style. Yeah. Microsoft, Microsoft picked Ori up when it was still an indie stage, and Microsoft held it up as a part of one of its indie titles that they are bringing to their platform. But it has gotten a lot of reviews simply because of its art style and its storytelling. And when Nintendo started doing their partnership with Microsoft, they allowed it to get like passed on. It's an excellent game. Yeah, it's one of the, like, definitive best, like, action, like, platformers on the Switch. It's beautiful. And when we're, let's just be clear, when we're going over these games, we're not just saying, like, oh, I mean, they are games that we obviously love, but it's, like, some of these games are $10, $20, $30. If you have a friend in your life, a gamer, boyfriend, girlfriend, even, like, just like a brother or sister that you're looking to get for a gift. If you even remotely know their tastes in games, these are games that cover a wide variety and not just the indie games, all the games we're talking about. And it is like, I can't even tell you if I hadn't had one of these games and like a person, a friend, a cousin, whoever was like, Oh, here, I got you this for Christmas. It was 15 bucks. But like, I thought of you. I would be blown away. Like, that would be so cool. Great-grandma Charlotte from the Mississippi came to visit. Yeah, right? Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards. No. Get them a game you think they're going to like. Yeah. And even if they hate it, it's still a unique gift that every time they play it, they're going to they're gonna think of you. So now we've gone from indie. Now we're going to do the opposite. The big boys in the Switch. The new releases. The AAA titles. Corporal, what do we have from the heavy hitter Nintendo? So, neither, neither one of, we we played the demo, but we yeah. didn't play the actual game. But Hyrule Warriors just dropped, which Hyrule Warriors, the Warriors franchise, like it's a hack and slash. It's like one versus one thousand hack and slash games. Um, the review that you put on uh, our streaming page was it was fun. It's one not, of those games. Not quite a, my style, but it's it's yeah. good. You had a hard day. You came home and you just want to murder lots of bad guys. This this is where you go. Especially if you're a Zelda fan, it gives some interesting yeah. lore backstory stuff. Yeah, totally about it. If I Although, ever see it on Super Sale, I'll pick it up. Yeah, there's some plot holes with that whole backstory thing. Like, is there? I, 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 yes, there is. There, 
No, we can't. Yeah, no, that's firmly. We'll talk later. We'll talk so off Zelda, camera. The Zelda franchise has a very long history of is this in this timeline or in this timeline? Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those things where like it presents itself like it's a part of this timeline, but something that happens in the beginning makes you think it's over here. So it's I'm curious how this plays out. Well, I, I'm I'm a hardcore Zelda lore fan, so I'm I'm very interested to see what happens. <laughs> Next, uh, Mario 3D All Stars. I mean, I so I put this on the list because it's a big title. You only have until March to buy it. Yeah, and if you know somebody that likes Mario 3D, Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. Like, this is the game to get them. I still don't know about the $60 price point. I'm shaking my head hard. It's not going to go on sale because it's a limited release and it's still new. So you're not going to find a deal on it. It should have been 30 Like, it should have been $29.99 or $39.99. Like, it should not have been 60 Yeah. Yeah. But in two months, you're not going to be able to buy anymore. Yes. For three months, you're not going to be able to buy it anymore. Why, though? We talked about in the previous episode about the Mario Snap. And all things going away. Mario Snap. Shout out to Super Switch Heads. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's something's, something's happening. It's in the works. Something. So, if you like Mario 3D platformers or know somebody who does, that's the easy play, even if you're overpaying for it. It is what it yeah. is. You cannot talk about new games that came to the Switch, though, without talking about Animal Crossing. It's not new as of right oh now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's new for this year. came out this year, yeah. It has taken the Switch ecosystem by storm. It is the absolute definitive heavy hitter. It saved yeah. everybody's sanity in the first months of quarantine. Yep. Like. I mean, we had... We had a, a uh, an Animal Crossing joke about you playing Animal Crossing, me playing Animal Crossing, and when Nick Yeti was still with us, he was building a house. Like, uh, Animal Crossing is about building. Now I'm building a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Animal Crossing is a lot of fun, and a lot of people can do so many different things, and the amount of layers of creativity and customization that's in the game really can make whatever gameplay you choose your own, so... It's good. It's definitely the most chilled out game. Yeah. You can possibly like you really got I have to be in the mood to play it. I don't just like pick it up. Unless like paying debts gives you anxiety, then Tom Nook is not the person you want to hang out with. Tom Nook, you better pay Tom Nook. Your family's going to get took. <laughs> um the last one on this list is Immortals Phoenix Rising which is sort of a Breath of the Wild ripoff. <laughs> How are you going to play that? It's sort of like, to me, and I've heard it be compared to if if you had Breath of the Wild and God of War combined, because I think it's like loosely open world and the combat looks very similar to somewhere between Breath of the Wild of God of War. I don't think it's... The combat, I don't think, is as polished as God of War, and the open-world exploration isn't as polished as Breath of the Wild. But for people that have played it, they're having fun with it. And Mm -hmm. it is a big title that got a lot of marketing, a lot of promotion. 
because it's like one of the it's like Hyrule Warriors and Phoenix Rising are like the the only two big games that have come out for the Switch like since the summer. So that's kind of where they were they were like buy these things. So if you know somebody who likes action games, who like Breath of the Wild, who likes God of War, there's not really a God of War type game. Maybe Astral Chain on Switch. Um, but if they like Astral Chain, they like God of War, Immortals Phoenix Rising is definitely one to look at. $60 price tag. Again, sorry. Talk about new games in 2020. It's on, technically, Minecraft Dungeons is a new game for 2020. But oh well, that is in our next, our next yeah. category. Transition of over here. Family-friendly games, games yes. for you and your family to pay, play cooperatively, competitively, on the couch, eating <laughs> croutons and croissants. Online croissants. Croissant. <laughs> Croissant. Minecraft Dungeons is one of those games, kind of like Hyrule Warriors, where you just go around and hack and slash against hundreds of bad guys. Hyrule Warriors is like thousands. Minecraft Dungeons is like hundreds. Yeah. But it is still like a lot of fun. Me it's very Red, fun, yeah. Me and Little Red still play it with each other. It's There's a lot you can do. Uh, I agree with you that they need to be pumping out more maps or more side quests or something because... Well, they did, they, they did recently put out Windy Peaks DLC... Yeah. Which I'm not going to get because it's going to be three bloated longer than they need to be levels. It's going to be a couple high tier items. And I want, I want shorter levels with some deeper backstory hidden within the level itself with some side dungeons and caves and tunnels. But I want more of them because they're shorter. I want like five, not three. Yeah. I just want end game. I want real end game. We we recently started playing Diablo 3 and yeah. that game the whole game is end game, meaning after you've completed the campaign and the story, you can keep playing indefinitely and keep challenging yourself. In Minecraft Dungeons, DLC comes out, you play the three levels that come out, you get the couple must have new items, and then there's nothing to do except the daily challenges and the daily challenges that they're just tedious they're tedious and they offer little to no reward once you have the three or four best items that come with the new dlc so we're they need to figure us, something else out we're giving this a lot of negativity but it but is we true. love dungeons no dungeons yeah. is sick dungeons yeah. has incredible content if you're playing it with your son or daughter or younger sibling it's incredible it's a great game to bridge the gap between skill levels of players uh i was playing it it's great for family-friendly games because you challenge your child to get better and yeah and you can play it casually yep or you can like yeah like you said challenge them to see how far they can go so it's a great game i'm just being cynical from a old old cranky man gamer perspective yep now you can't talk about any family-friendly game without trying to murder your family after playing a game of Monopoly. No Monopoly game has ever ended with people wanting to give each other hugs. (laughs) It's always wanting to throw somebody in jail. And the digital space for Monopoly on consoles makes it kind of fun. Whether you have got one controller that you can kind of pass around each other, or you've got multiple controllers, 
but like the animations that come with each one of the, the maps and the boards and each uh, property that you can buy and whether or not you've got hotels on them and they're like falling dilapidated or they're pristine and pretty like See, I didn't cool. even know Monopoly was on the Switch until we were going over this and you were like oh Monopoly and I'm like on the Switch? <laughs> like not a board resting on a Switch you can play it on the Switch that's crazy <laughs> I originally found Monopoly on Xbox, um, but later I, when trying to find games with uh, Little Red, um, my son, he likes playing Monopoly on the Xbox, so I bought it for us on the Switch just because when he's at his mother's house, me and him still kind of hang out and play. That's just another game that we have access in our belt. Yeah, so, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Other Other classic classic board games that they made digital for some reason battleship not the movie with rihanna the classic board game now on switch battleship with rihanna yeah no no not not rihanna yeah it's battleship Battleship i guess you play it with one switch or two switches i don't know how would you play it with one switch you have to have like a cardboard like divider in the middle of the screen yeah I guess I guess you just like pass it back and forth. It could be a pass back and forth game. That could be. I don't know, but it's there if you if you're into that sort of thing. And the other friendship ender Uno is also on Switch, which I Uno. think you can actually play online too. Yes, uh, Uno has got a long history of online play, and it's kind of an, an interesting to see the interfaces that they build up from different consoles but on the switch it's pretty yes, unique. crush like your friends and family's members dreams <laughs> from afar with the draw four um other i'm actually gonna switch skip around on our notes since we're talking about like party oh. games um clubhouse games is has like checkers like it's i think it's got 51 different things oh if you've yeah recently come off your uh queen's gambit Queen's Gambit on Netflix series, uh, binge watching, and you think you want to learn chess. It has chess, of course. Um, so that's on there. Um, Jackbox, the game that nobody knew, but now everybody knows thanks to COVID because you can play it on your Switch and then everybody goes on in their phones and it's just like a wonderful thing, Jackbox. Um and then Among Us, we had to throw Among Us in there where we're talking about party oh, games. We played Among Us with Ascension so much. Ascension! Shoutouts to Ascension. I don't so, know where he streams, but he does somewhere, right? He streams. He's, he's been streaming Torek. Tor, 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 Escape I, from I Tarkov? Escape from Tarkov, he's a yes. sadist, that's why. <laughs> he is a sadist. <laughs> um... Uh, among us is a lot of fun especially it is you, i don't know, you know why it's not on the switch it should be it should be on the switch it needs to be you can play it on multiple different platforms the phone the phone and- i yeah. highly recommend if you really like among us i highly recommend paying the 4.99 and getting it on steam it just oh, is better computer for it's the just computer. better yeah yeah it, it's a, a free version is on the phone though so you want to play with your friends and family for free yeah getting kicked in the shin is also free doesn't make it good steam just get it on steam and then we've got uh jackpot there's a lot to offer in jackpot yeah 
going back to Jackbox. That's that's the number one party game. Also on Steam. Yes. Um, the last category for games is games for you, dear listener. Things to play after the little kids go to bed. After, Corporal, yes. tell us what they are. <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> All two of them that we've got listed. I mean, Doom Eternal is as adult-friendly game as you're going to get. Finally on the Switch. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's. It was kneecapped to be on the Switch. No, it was originally slated to release the day after Animal Crossing. Was it? It was. I remember because we put out a post on Instagram where it showed... Animal Crossing on one side of the kiosk, and then the other side, it was Doom Eternal, and it was like fluffy music, and then when you turn around, it was like like heavy metal music. And then, I guess, the port wasn't ready for Switch, so they were like, this is kind of playing like hot garbage on the Switch, we're going to wait a minute until we release this. And then Bethesda got acquired by Microsoft, and we didn't know if we were ever going to see Doom Eternal on the Switch. Yeah. And then one day they were just like, Oh yeah, it's coming out next Friday. Didn't what? they didn't they remove uh the entity count in a lot of the levels because the the switch couldn't carry the I full don't weight? I think so. It and I was expecting it to be a situation where they finally released it and it played really poorly, but apparently it plays really smooth. It does it's it and it looks kind of good too. Like I haven't I haven't played it myself, but like it supposedly is like one of the better ports that's come out for the Switch recently. Like it plays good, it look looks good. So it's out, everybody, if you haven't heard. And then if you're living in this world and you haven't heard of There's Cyber- a new game <laughs> just came out. Cyberpunk seventy seven. Small little title, barely anybody noticed. The 8 million sales on day one. Yeah. They already, they said their pre-order, just the pre-order covered the entire cost of development. Yeah. So it's just all gravy from here. Now, granted, like we stated in the very beginning, depending on which console or platform you chose to buy this game on, you are dealing with a lot of problems right off the gate. Yes. And it will (laughs) never come out for the Switch. This is, oh no, it's way too large. Unless they release a Switch Pro, then maybe. No. We'll see. The Switch Pro has got to be like the size of my Switch, keyboard. Switch Pro is rumored to do 4K, which I don't even understand how that's a thing. But if a no. Switch if a Switch Pro does 4K, it will, should be able to run Cyberpunk. We'll yeah. see. I still think the size of the world creates too large of a file that they just... It is a grossly big game. Yeah, Yeah. it couldn't fit on the Switch as it exists today. It would have to be some major thing. Like a pretty decent micro USB... You could could fit it on the Switch because they make like like 500 gig SD cards that you can put in the Switch. Yeah. But But the Switch would never be able to... Cy- yeah, Cyberpunk would melt the Switch in its current state. Yes, but if you have a PC, it's great. If you have a <laughs> PS5 or Xbox S, X, Series, 
nine and a half. It's also some, great. I've heard some rumors that on the PlayStation it's worse off than it is on the Xbox. And then I've heard the ones on the Xbox are having some frame rate drops. So like no matter what platform you're on, you're being hindered somehow. Unless you play it on PC. <laughs> Master race. Master race. All right. Now it's the gadgets and gear gift guide for geeky or gamer gentlemen. Gizmo gadgets. The first category of gadgety things is every gamer needs a controller. <laughs> um, so obviously the number one controller we recommend is the pro controller. It's I great. Don't, I don't know where my pro controller is. All it's good. I actually oh, have it is. plugged in because it, fun fact, it does work for, it's natively uh, compatible with Steam and Steam games. I just find that so weird. I know. I find it so awesome because I use it like, I started I mean, playing Sonic Mania again because I realized that I could use I've always played Steam games with my Xbox 360 controller because that was like... Yeah, that that's the like go-to controller. But... Yeah. Anybody so... who's got a PC and they wanted a controller, especially when 360 was at its prime, it was, that was the one to go to. You already had the, the... just You buy a USB port and plug it in. It was the most worldly recognized controller. Yeah. And it still is. It still is. But like pro controller, if, you, if you're a Switch and a PC gamer... Pro controller is the way to go. If you're a Switch yeah. gamer, you have like Joy Cons are terrible. Oh. Like I, I almost put Joy Cons. Like, oh, if you have somebody that has a Switch, get them a Joy Con. No, don't get them a Joy Con. Steal their Joy Cons, throw them in the trash, get a Pro controller. Yeah. Full stop. That's it. Um. But if you want something else in your life, spice it up from Pro controllers. The eight Bido, eight Bido, yeah, eight Bido. Um, SN30 Pro Plus is, uh, like right under the Pro Controller I've seen people recommend. And it's basically like, it looks like a retro SNES controller had a baby with a Pro Controller because it's got, so if you look at the Pro Controller, sorry, people listening on online, but you see the Pro Controller is kind of asymmetrical in where the joysticks are. The 8 Beto switches where the D-pad and the left thumbstick are. So it's more symmetrical. It's got a traditional D-pad, so it's a little bit better for fighting games or retro for those, games. For those of you who are listening at home, it because it switches the D-pad and the button position and the, the Joy-Con position, because it switches these, it now makes it look like it's a PlayStation controller. Kind of, but if the PlayStation controller had an old-school D-pad instead of a instead of the... Well, I guess PlayStation controller does have a D-pad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it that's like a really good one. Also, again, this will all be linked in our Facebook post that we'll have pinned for a little while, so you can check that out. The Afterglow Switch Pro controller is a pro controller that's basically completely clear and is filled with like LED lights. Which, if you're watching my, if you're watching this on video, you can clearly see that I have a. a, a Tendency LED love. obsession. LED lights, yes. See, lights. I, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to follow it up after, but plastic clear see-through things, to me, come out, they feel cheap, or they feel like they break easily. That is true. 
That is true. You think of like the old school third party, uh, yeah. like GameCube controllers or the clear N64 controllers, the third party yeah. ones that just like cracked or yeah. like you'd have them for a couple years and they would just get like all scratched up. Um, the Afterglow Switch Pro controllers though are on Amazon. I think they're like 45 bucks. Actually, they're 10% off right now, probably through the rest of the holiday. Um, but they have like over a thousand, like 1500 reviews and they're all pretty highly reviewed, like all like four plus stars. So I think eight Beto and Afterglow are the only two third party controllers, traditional controllers that we're going to recommend because well, is, is Afterglow also allowed like it's. No, Afterglow is an official licensed Nintendo yeah, license. controller, but so is Power A, and I'm not going to re- recommend a Power A controller. Well, I was about to say, I'm old, and my experience with Afterglow has always been poor. Really? What have you had that's Afterglow? Way back in the day with Afterglow products for Nintendo 64. Uh, I don't know if that's the same company, though, is it? it mm-hmm. Maybe. They know. also made GameCube controllers too that were crap. Afterglow did? Yeah. Huh. Plastic plastic ones that were like pink and see through. Oh, I do remember. The, oh, and the N64 controllers, you had like the orange one. They had like the real orange yeah. one, and then you had like the see through crappy orange one. Yeah. Yeah. So this so, this one looks like they got it right. That, I mean, it, yet again, I'm old. That was like 15 years ago. So, I mean, Afterglow, I'm sure, has gotten better. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's on Amazon that you can find that's pro controller is there's a lot of uh, shells that you can get for your pro controller and a lot of button swaps. Uh, our friend Foe, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. He only plays Falco. Um <laughs> does controller modifications uh and he does some pretty cool stuff he actually has my broken pro controller that he's fixing and making look all snazzy i've never called him foe i've always called him fa well that's because you don't know how to read (laughs) no we've all i'm teasing we've all we all have called him fox fox Fox. guy fox day (laughs) he's from brooklyn november 5th Anyway, um, yeah, he does a lot of controller mods. If you have a controller that you want modded, he doesn't do it, like, commercially, but, like, shoot us a message, and we'd be happy to give you a price from him because he's done a lot of sure. work for me. He did he did my uh, my GameCube controller that's uh, sitting over there on my shelf. You can't see it, but it's back there. It's, like, watermelon green and pink, which is fun. <laughs> um... What else? Uh, fight sticks. There are actually two fight sticks uh, for the Switch that are good if you're into fighting games. Um, not Smash. These do not work for Smash well, but like traditional fighting games, if you do Mortal Kombat, um, any of the Street Fighters. Traditional fighting, I was just about to say, like Streets of Rage? Uh, you could use them for Streets of Rage, yeah. Streets of Rage is technically a brawler, but you could use them for Streets of Rage. And we recommended that earlier. Oh, yes. Um, 
But yeah, they're like traditional fight sticks. Like they look like arcade. And if you want just the arcade experience, these are great for that too. They work yeah. with any game. Just there's you if you play Smash with a fight stick, you're gonna have a real bad time. I'm gonna get a giant fight stick for my desk so I can play Killer Instinct with. Yes. But uh, Killer Queen Black would be a good one to play with a fight stick too, yes. actually. Yes, it for would. For the authentic, right. like, arcade experience. Yep. Um, but Hori makes... Hori's always a great company for making products, but they make a fight stick <clears throat> that's, like, 45 bucks for the Switch, which is, like... That's, like, their new, like, entry-level cheap fight stick, which is amazing. Um, and then 8Bito makes one, I think, for, like, 60 um, which is another fight stick for the Switch. Uh, which I think both of those you can also... They're just USB, so you can use them probably for PC, maybe Xbox and PlayStation 2. But if you're looking for a fight stick, those two are great. Again, they will all be linked in the Facebook post. Um, GameCube controllers, GameCube controller adapters are a great thing to give as a gift, especially I if you want to... Hashtag free. <laughs> um and then the last peripheral Fine. also comes as a recommendation from foe slash chris slash wolf by trade he's wolf yeah. by trade on discord he's a man of many names um he recommended the hori split pad pro which is uh like a joy con type modification controllers that you slide in where the joy cons go and it basically gives you, like, a little more grip uh, for when you're playing handheld. He swears by it. He plays a lot of Switch handheld. He plays with Joy-Cons? No, he and... plays with the Hori Split Pad Pro, which have better joysticks and a better grip. Damn it. <laughs> um, okay, I've blathered on for too long. Corporal, take us through some Are more you things sure? on this list. Are you sure? Well, because uh, I made that section with the controllers, because I'm a controller <laughs> snob. If you uh, have been with the Nintendads long enough, you'll remember our Nick Yeti post with uh, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> Going Super <laughs> Saiyan. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, Ring Fit Adventure is a controller gear. It's, it's a an workout. experience. Yes, it's it's an accessory for the Switch as a workout thing, but like you can't do Ring Fit Adventure without the Ring Fit ring and the adjacent hardware. Um, but it allows you to do lots of workout exercises and resistant band type things, so it's it's kind of cool. It's hardcore. It'll kick your ass. Yeah, they, it's no it's, joke. It's definitely worth it. I I mean, yeah, just just yeah. It's good. If you know an active type gamer or a non-active type gamer that should be more active. I was about to say, or like the fat dad. Who yeah. Your belly. It's a good, it's a good, yeah. It's a good way to justify drinking more beers or prolong your dad bod. You're so handsome, but you should get skinnier. Here's Ring Fit Pro. Here's <laughs> a backhanded gift for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, most gamers nowadays, especially gamer dads who are trying not to wake their sweeping wife, need some headphones. Headphones. Um, I got mine on Amazon. They were cheap, like 35 bucks. came with a mic, 
it's a little bulky on my head. It's not low profile, but it also has. I'm gonna do this. I'm sorry for all of you at home. Oh no! Don't unplug it. Oh yes! Why don't you ever have those on? I would have those on all the time. Because it's so glaring and it's so bright. Like when you're like at night and it's dark in the room, having those so that you can kind of see is kind of cool with the controller. But like otherwise, it's you're a you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> I have a giant glowing cube. Yeah, that's true. Um, but they come in different colors and whatnot. what are they I... like? What brand are they like? What are they called? He doesn't even know. Wait, it's on the top. It's on the top. It's on the band. Hunter spider. Hunt a spider, soldier spy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm happy with them. Yeah, yeah. they and they sound good. Podcast worthy audio. <laughs> um, I have myself. Oh, it doesn't say it on the top. <laughs> I have a pair of like studio uh, Sennheisers. Oh, I think it's, yeah, there it is. Sennheiser. Um, whoa. Sennheiser, uh, great high quality audio, very comfortable, very, doesn't, doesn't feel like I'm wearing like huge headset, even though I am. Um, I see, I know you, I've always been like a headset with a mic type of person. But yeah. I am more likely to recommend a good pair of audio headphones, especially because I use these to like listen to music all the time. And then if you do need a mic, get yourself something like this. Can I get it in focus? The Blue Yeti. The Blue Yeti. His is red. Don't, don't, don't it's get confused. It's a red confused. Blue Yeti. Not yeah. to be confused with a red Nick Yeti. Um, what do we got for lights and camera? You recently, obviously, I've... looking at your space, just renovated and got some new gear. Yeah. So my um, my microphone, or excuse me, not my microphone, my um, uh, camera is a Realtek. It's just an Amazon branded Realtek. It, but I purposely made sure that I got one that was 1080 with fast uh, refresh rate. So it really isn't even about the brand of webcam as long as you have this, it meets certain specs. You can get an off-brand uh, camera as long as it, it meets certain specifications, um, you can get a pretty decent one. And I think mine was like 40 bucks. Yeah, you can get a good webcam for cheap. Yeah. There are apps where you can use your phone, but like if you are trying to become a content creator or stream like it's worth it to just get a dedicated web camera and not have to worry about your phone. And like, what if it rings? What if it runs out of battery? Like you can yeah. get one for cheap. Just check the specs. Um, as far as my lights go, I have in my office. Um, also, cause I basically live and die by Amazon, uh, purchased a set of these. They are Alexa ready light bulbs. I don't know if you can actually see yeah. um, So there's sort of like a not overpriced Philips Hue. Yes, exactly. Um, so I can tell the Alexa to turn on my office lights and to turn my office lights to blue or to purple, or I can set different modes so it like changes colors. But then on my desk, I have... There's Ztook. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's like Swedish, but it's S-Z-T-O-O-K. Um... I'm going to do this. 
Oh boy, we're going for a tour. If you're not watching the video version Hi. of this, you should. This is basically a camera or a light that I can change the color. Oh, that's cool. And it also has um, a clock and a radio and it can do like um, good morning wake up sounds and good night sleep sounds and set timers to it. So it's basically like a bedroom clock. And thing. they're bright too. Yeah. Yeah. And like I have my headlamp off. It's just using these two. So that's how I get the two different color effects. The um, watermelon flavoring. Yet again, 20 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. You can find a lot of, I hate to like shill Amazon because they're kind of a terrible company in a lot of ways, <laughs> but you can get a lot of stuff cheap. Get lost yeah. cheap. Um, so I recently did a bunch of research on lights, even though I'm a light geek. These are just like weird LED Christmas lights that I have. But so I was looking at, I really wanted a nano leaf, but I also really wanted to be able to uh, pay my bills. Nano leaf <laughs> is absurdly expensive. Um, but yeah. I wanted some sort of like interesting LED things. So this is a quick, quick story on these. This is very interesting. So Monster, not Monster Energy Drink, Monster, like the people who make the audio cables, um, made a whole line of lighting, smart lighting. Um, and I forget the name of the line now, but they basically made these whole, this whole spread of smart lights and they were going to make them, and they were going to be direct order online, but they were also going to be mainly distributed through Am or, uh, through Walmart. Um, and they released them at CES 2020 right before COVID. So the whole project sort of got the plug pulled, and this smart home lighting thing just kind of evaporated. And now all of their products are on super sale at, at Walmart online and a bunch of different places. So, I picked up, um, unplug this here. This is what gives me the, uh, the, the color effects in my office. Um, they're basically like orbs. They're, they're totally round. It's hard to see when they're so bright, but they're totally round, and then they have buttons. Um, they're totally smart home enabled, so you can use them with Google or Amazon. They have, like, a handle, so you can hold them. Uh, or you can like string them up. They have like a little hole right here. Uh, and then you can change them colors. You can program them to be smart so I can have them but be... you just unplugged yours. So yours has a built-in battery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're rechargeable. They're waterproof and weatherproof. So you can't dunk them in the water. But like you can have them outside. And if it rains, they're going to be fine. Um, so they're very cool. I'll definitely be using these when it gets warmer and we start doing stuff outside like in our backyard. Mine? Oh, my God. Oh, that was weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you can set them up with uh, different triggers, too. So I can set it up to my Google Home, and, like, I can say, okay, if it's below 30 degrees, set these lights to blue. If it's between 30 and 50 degrees, set them to yellow. If it's above 60 degrees, set them to red. And they'll, like, take triggers like that. Um, so there's a lot of cool things that you could do and they're very cheap. This, I have two of them and they were 24 bucks each and they That's can do all those shenanigans and they're pretty bright. Like, like they can light, they can light up some stuff. I have two of them. One is like my key light and then one is like a little side highlight thing here. So yeah, highly recommend those. Did a bunch of research. 
they're really the best lights. They're the only lights that have all that capability at that price point, I think, that look decent. Yeah. So, if you're looking to start a podcast or a streaming platform, platform, but, like, channel. Or you just want to get funky. Microphones, lights, and camera, like, and action. Action. Take action. You don't don't need to have the top-of-line, crazy, stupid, expensive stuff to get started. Yeah, you really don't. You can get good gear on a budget now. For everything that I've like, headphone, lights, and camera under a hundred bucks, for all three. So, so don't prolong starting your project, saying you can't afford gear. Just get a flashlight and a phone. I mean, anybody who goes back and researches my original Corporal Nasa's YouTube channel, I recorded that by broadcasting my cell phone's camera to my Wi-Fi received it from my Wi-Fi to my computer, and that's how I was recording myself. Yes. So It was ghetto, I mean, but it worked, and it didn't look terrible. No, it wasn't that bad. Um, for spending so much time gaming, uh, I got myself, uh, as sort of like a hybrid uh, birthday Christmas present, uh, a gaming chair. But is it's it not a really chair? a gaming chair. Uh-huh. It is an ergo chair. If there's one thing you could take away from this episode... Well, hopefully there's a lot of things, but if you're looking to get a new chair, don't get a gaming chair. Gaming chairs are overpriced. Don't go go to Amazon or Google and type in gaming chair. That's the wrong terminology to use. I mean, it's, you can get a gaming chair, you can get a DX racer, you can get a secret labs. Like there's lots of really high quality gaming chairs, but they're very expensive and you can get the same or better ergonomics for comfort and like posture for like a quarter of the price just by saying ergonomic chair yeah ergonomic ergonomic office chair so i did some research the one i got let me give you a little bit of a better view here without tripping all over myself so a little headrest there i got the hyken h-y-k-e-n guess where that's going to be linked on facebook (laughs) um I got the Hiken uh, ergonomic chair. They also make a similar chair called the Dexley. Um, the Hiken is one that's a little bit a little bit smaller. It's like just kind of right. I'm five nine, and it's just like the perfect height for me to lean back. But if you're if you're taller than five nine, um, I wouldn't recommend it because it's just like I like have it stretched out to the max settings and it like just barely makes it. So if you're taller than five nine, I'd recommend getting the Dexley. The Dexley's got a little more space. It's a little broader, a little taller. Um, but yeah, ergonomic chair is the way to go for sure. The chair that I'm currently sitting in is guessed it from Amazon. Um, it's a homo office chair. H O M A L L. It was $119. Is it comfy? Yes. It looks That's, comfy. It looks it looks like very soft. It's it's fake leather, but it's squishy. Pleather? Oh yeah, it's got like the foam inside. I got white and I was very concerned that white was gonna stain, like my jeans were gonna come off, like blue was gonna come off onto it, and they were gonna get dirty very easily. I purchased this back in june i because i have the amazon order pulled up 
back in June, and it is still pristine white. Like, not any concerns. It's worth anybody it. that's gonna get dirty. It's you. Do you like eat? You yeah, eat so much. You're eating like every other time we record. <laughs> like you're like, I'm like, all right, you ready to record? You're like, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. This is the only meal I've had today. I mean, that's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Speaking of eating, now we're gonna get into our last topic of gifts: the consumable products that you can eat and drink, but mostly drink. Consumables. So. If you're going to consume something as a gamer and you're tired, Drink what are you going to consume? Drink water. Coffee! Um, coffee's one of those things that you, Presto, can't live a day in the life of Presto without three gallons of coffee. That's true. Guilty. So, I mean, Lady Sage goes through at least two pots of coffee in her work day. I have a she goes through two pots. That's even, that's more than I. Well, so we have a small micro pot, which only oh. does four four cups. Oh, so eight. Four, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not. A big deal. <laughs> um, but we have been consuming all sorts of different types of coffee, trying to find the coffee brand that we like. Um, Presto, you had ordered coffee from a company recently. And we were all excited about ordering them. And then you got the coffee and it tasted like plastic garbage. So it wasn't like, that bad, but I'm not going to name the brand name. because, but it wasn't good. It wasn't but, good. So ordering coffee from bags, especially in this COVID world, like unless you have a specific brand that you like, um, I would recommend Bones Coffee. The Bones. <laughs> they have all sorts of different flavors. Um, there's like themed ones for different holidays and they've got really gnarly different types of, well, like there's a Scottish grog that, uh, we like to get. There's a Frankenstein mint that we got for Halloween. There's all sorts of different type of flavors and they've also got standards, but they've got, as I say, they do have like coffee flavored coffee too, right? Oh, yeah. They've got regular ones. Cause I don't want like... Scottish moss grog. I want like <laughs> coffee. They've got light and dark and normal okay. coffee, bone flavored but, coffee, but they also have a lot of fancy options and we like to explore down some of the fancy ones. And Lady Sage, my fiance, drinks coffee black. So when you Ooh, get yeah. no black coffee, I mean, flavor matters. Flavor, yeah. Having a little bit of flavor really can help make it enjoyable. Not to mention if you drink as much coffee as you or she does. After a while, black coffee is going to get pretty dull. So going through seasonal rotations of different types of coffee flavors is pretty cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to try them out. I might have to order, I might have to treat myself Joseph. for the holiday. Um, one coffee that I recommend. So if you are lazy or you are perpetually wanting cold coffee, no matter how cold it gets, um... This is, and th you can pretty much, I thought this was regional. It used to be regional, but you can pretty much get it everywhere now, is La Colombe coffee. Um, so and fancy. they do make, they do make like bagged coffee, but specifically I'm talking about, they have canned, uh, they call them the draft latte. Um, and they're basically canned coffee 
And in a previous life, I ran a blog that uh, called Pack Small, Live Big that talked about different innovations for like portable technologies and things. And they have a patent on the can. So they have a device at the bottom of the can that when you open it, it releases nitrogen and basically nitrogen carbonates the entire can the second you open it. So you get this like incredibly delicious frothy flavor that feels like it just came out of like a tap, which is, I want them to incorporate this in a beer. Like Guinness has their little widget, but this, and it, it, they come in smaller cans than like a standard beer can, but it's, it is the best like ready to drink pre-made coffee drink that you will ever have. Pre-made like creamed and sweetened. Yes. Or yeah. It's right, yeah. Right. Uh, the, the, I highly recommend the triple shot. If you're a caffeine addict like me, it's got, it's three shots of espresso and I think like a 10 ounce can. Um, but it's delicious. It's not like overwhelming. It's really, really low sugar. Um, my firefighter days, that would have been enough to like last me for several. They're so good. They're so good. I cannot, they're a little expensive. Um, they're like two or between two and $3 a can, depending on how many you get. But they're, if you haven't tried them, they have them at Wawa if you're East Coaster. Um, and they have them They have them everywhere now. So just Google them, find them yourself, whatever. Uh, but they're delicious. Definitely try it. Um, and if you are in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, Rook Coffee, specifically Rook Cold Brew. I Their love- New Orleans-style Rook Cold Brew is the best. La Colombe, I love you guys. But Rook Cold Brew, New Orleans style, is the best coffee on the planet that I've ever had. If you give me Rook Cold Brew, New Orleans style coffee versus literally any other thing to drink, I will always choose Rook. It is, it's stupid good. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of cold or iced coffee constantly. Yeah, you it. get the Rook Cold Brew as a concentrate in like a 32 ounce like glass container or they actually ship them now in like plastic containers and it's concentrate. So it makes 64 ounces of coffee. Um, and it's like, it's the best thing in the world. It's the best coffee if you can get it. Um, next up is beer, 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 beer. What do you got corporal? What beers That's that's currently what I'm drinking. He's drinking a Budweiser ugly sweater can. Yes. With a Dalmatian on it. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to firmly go against your seemingly well-intentioned <laughs> recommendation. It's Christmas. <laughs> People buy local. The best beer is your local brewery. Never come to Corporal Nosage for beer suggestions because I will literally drink cold piss. Corporate, corporate Nosage <laughs> is who you are. Um, drink local, your local brewery, microbreweries. I mean, depending on where you live. Where you live, you might not have a local brewery. Uh, but if you do, hit them up. They probably have something you like. My favorite, which is not from a local brewery, my favorite local breweries are Yards. Uh, Victory isn't local to this area, but I talk about them all the time. They're pretty much East Coast. 
Um, Golden Golden Road Mango Cart has been like my go-to pretty recently. Oh, look at that! That's crisp. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a fruit a fruit beer if you like fruit beer. But I've been drinking these like since the summertime, and they're delicious. Um, Yours yeah. doesn't have a winter Dalmatian on it, so drink. I know mine's got palm trees and sun and a man in a cart <laughs> selling mangoes. I don't he need to looked, be reminded how horrible the weather is outside. I would rather be buying mangoes. That man this is what fun. this is what you look like in Florida. Should be drinking. You don't even know what snow is anymore. That man in that can looks sus. Sus oranges, sus. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, local beers. Buy them, drink them. Tell us about it. I have bad beer taste because I actually don't really drink a lot of beer. Yes. My, my extent of beer is Budweiser, Bud Light, Corona, and maybe those seltzer drinks, like the, the the clear things that are very popular right now. But now if you, if you want to get somebody that you really like a gift, you get them a good bottle of whiskey. Which I know that's, nothing about. Now you can take your pop shots at me because I don't know anything about whiskey. That's what I drink. That's your territory. There, there is a decanter literally on my well, it's on my table in my bedroom. <laughs> Why would bed. it be anywhere else? <laughs> There's a decanter in my bedroom that's currently. I, I just refilled it with Kraken rum. Ugh. Kraken is probably the lowest barrel that you're going to get me to drink. But um, highest alcohol content. Yes, yes. Um, but Maker's Mark is a pretty standard, clean whiskey. Um, another really good, crisp whiskey is uh, Elijah Craig. Um, they're pretty good. I have this weird fascination with the 17th century. Like, America was born in 1776 and like that whole colonial time period type thing is like something I gravitate to. So there's a whiskey company and they make a 1782 whiskey. The label says 1782. I'm sure it's not that old, but I was going to say, are they, were they established in 1782? Because that's like crazy. They may have been established in 1782, but they make a really good, uh, good whiskey. Um, one whiskey that you and I both have recently tried. Literally the only whiskey that I know that's not like Maker's Mark. It's a peanut butter whiskey. Now, there's two brands that are really out there. Screwball is the one that everybody knows. Screwball the is the label. one that I've had. White label. I think it's got a bull on the front. It's um, dangerous. Oh, you know what? I have a pull on. I have a picture of it, actually. You have it pulled up. So, I don't have it pulled up. I should have had it pulled up, but I have it on my phone. Somewhere. I have the bottle. I should have brought the bottle up. It's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um screwball peanut butter whiskey uh that's some people complain about whiskey being too sweet or too heavy um screwballs are kind of on the heavy side but it's it's a good whiskey it's I it's it. dangerous yeah it is dangerous screwball oh it's a lamb it's a lamb oh i thought it was a bowl it's a peanut butter yeah. lamb <laughs> i don't know what the connection with peanut butter and lambs are but um I like I said I was drinking some Kraken rum that's in my decanter downstairs, uh, but there's also I picked up uh, Scotch pineapple Scotch, um, pretty good. 
That sounds like some because I like fruit forward drinks, wines, mm-hmm. beers. I think I would try pineapple scotch. You could run circles around me when it comes to wine. We're not even going to go into wine. Wine is not part of this episode because you don't want to get me started. Although, be a wine connoisseur. If you do, if you do want to get somebody a nice bottle of wine, there's a little website called WineSearcher.com. You can look up literally if you're at the grocery store and you want to get somebody a nice bottle of wine. Look you around. That's what I do. I call Presto and be like, "Hey, <laughs> you I got do. a dinner. He's I got called a me date. so many times. I've got a dinner date tonight. <laughs> this is what's on the menu. What bottle of wine do I need? And then you rack off a list, and then I buy it. <laughs> that actually has happened um, a couple times. Um, yeah, I was I was a total wino in a past life. I used to work for some Italian wine companies. Um, but if you're looking to get somebody a bottle of wine, and you're at the supermarket. Take a look. First of all, if they have, if you're at a, a liquor store and they have staff, just ask them like price point, general tastes or flavors or countries you're interested in. And a, somebody at a local store will always be the best person to help you. Um, but if you're at the supermarket, grocery store, look around, get a couple names, go on winesearcher.com or just Google and see every wine has been reviewed a billion times. Um, if you get yeah. something that's been rated by a wine enthusiast or wine advocate that's got like a 90 or above score, you can't go wrong. Um, I love Italian wines, so any Chianti is really good. Barbera is delicious. Um, if you're I white know. wines, Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay... I know absolutely nothing about wine, but from my shopping experience, I can tell you stick to the 15 to $25 range. And usually you can't go wrong. Yes. Under $10, you're messing with, you don't under under like 10, $15. Because sometimes like an $18 wine can be on sale for like 12. Um, Under 10, you really want to stay away from. And then over 25, like between 25 and 50 is like, you're really not getting anywhere. It's Buying just kind a of label like, yeah. A twenty dollar bottle of wine is usually as good as a thirty to forty dollar bottle of wine. If you really want to go up there, there's really nice ones like Brunellos and Barolos that you can age and then. But you're not getting that as a gift for somebody. Yeah. And if you are, like, do your homework because there's yeah. certain vintages that are better than others. See, I this is why I didn't put it in the show notes because you don't want to get me started on this. Moving on. Moving on. From liquids. Um, we're now going to go down to solids. Snacks. <laughs> snacks. We're going to have some snacks. What did you... Uh, I'm going to let you start this section because there's things on here that I don't know how they got on there. Because <laughs> I didn't put them on there. It's some weird things. So when Preston was talking about snacks, I was like, oh, Cheetos and Captain Crunch and like... Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, those are my video game snacking experience. From when you were in college, not from when you're old and crotchety and you actually need to watch what you eat. So then do it for your children. Then he throws the hashtag healthy ish snacks. And I'm like, all right, the only healthy ish snack that like you really can eat like while you're playing video games is something that like you can pick up and throw in your mouth and keep gaming. So I like to take broccoli, a little bit of uh, 
OVOO or EVOO, whatever, extra virgin olive oil. I'm trying to be Rachel Ray and I'm just not. <laughs> Take some extra virgin olive oil, give it a drizzle, salt, pepper, and if you want some other type of seasoning, toss it around into a bowl and then lay it out on a baking sheet, throw it in the oven for like 15, 20 minutes, tops on 350, and let it get just crispy and pull it out. Toss it into a bowl, kind of like popcorn, and you can just grab one, toss it in your mouth. That's healthy, and you can keep your hands free gaming. Roasted so, chickpeas, you can also do that with, and they are delicious. Yep. yep. I mean, that's. I would have just gone for a, a bowl of cereal or like some popcorn and been done with it, but healthy. Healthy. Um, <laughs> protein, protein drinks. There's some really good, like, protein mixes out there that just, like, if you're not wanting to eat you can just have like a protein that'll give your body nutrients and stuff i have found from my sister-in-law um she takes uh there's a company called arbon that makes like beauty products and health products and stuff that my wife and her sisters are into um but arbon makes a delicious protein powder for smoothies um that you can also mix with like i think it's like honey rice crispy cereal granola and this protein powder and you make like little protein balls so good so good (laughs) i love granola like i just i could eat granola for like three two to three meals a day and so you're a parfait guy uh yeah i don't mess with yogurt that much but like just like granola bars it sound like yogurt it's the dude on the side of the street well no because like how much yogurt can you realistically eat before your stomach's like hold on stop what i don't know what you just said because your mic just like bleeped you out oh well i I said how much yogurt can you really eat like how many times a day can you eat yogurt before your body is just like (laughs) stop it just stop so granola bars are good there are so many bad granola bars out there that are oh, like yeah. healthy, but then they're loaded with sugar. Um, in my experience, the balance, because there's a lot of really good tasting granola bars that are terrible for you. And there's a lot of granola bars that are so healthy for you, but taste like crap. And for me, the middle point has always been RX bars. They're a little dense. They're a little chewy. Um, they're hit or miss with their flavors, um, but they are healthy. And if you find the right flavor, of course, is a chocolate coffee flavor and chocolate peanut butter. Um, they're delicious. They're a great like snack just to have on hand. I usually have a box somewhere in my house hidden from the rest of my family hoarded <laughs> up for me. Um, so RX bars are really good. There's a lot of other ones out there. Uh, kind bars are always kind of like, I think, is it kind? I just had cliff bars. Cliff bars used to be good and cliff bars make some different products, but like the base cliff bar now is like, like the dense ones. The yeah. Ones you're talking they don't, they taste good now, but they're one of the ones that taste good and are not very good for you. Go figure not fair back when we did those long hikings long hikings those long hikes back in the day that's we always just had some cliff bars well yeah then i used to have them growing up too that's when they were good for you but they tasted like cardboard glued together with rocks (laughs) yeah 
and now it's the opposite. Uh. So, yeah. So if you're looking, oh, other other one shout out. I didn't put on the list, but I just remembered them. Pink Panda gummy bears. I so I, I'm gonna just just jump in here. The side quest that I had planned for today's episode is what would you like to eat or drink while you play games? So that was your side quest. You're already on it. Pink, go with it. pink panda gummy bears. I haven't tried them yet, but I follow them on social. Shout out pink panda gummy bears. Um, <laughs> I haven't eaten them, but they've got a sick social media. But they look, so they look tasty. They have a bunch of different flavors. I just haven't ordered them yet. I need to, but supposedly they're really healthy. They come in a lot of different flavors. Try them out. My they look good. I'm going to try them out soon. My number one go-to snack food while I'm playing video games is anything gummy bears. Oh, really? Gummy bears, gummy worms, those I... Then those are perfect for you. You need to try those out. One year, my ex-wife had bought bought a a five-pound bag of just gummies. And I put that bag inside of a, a small, thin backpack. And I carried that backpack with me everywhere what is wrong with you i I would like i would skateboard to work eating gummy bears put the backpack on my desk next to me just eating gummy bears people knew that the bag was there and just walk by and grab gummy bears and then one day it got too hot and they all fused i ate them all it didn't matter i just kept eating them i ate every single gummy bear that was in there i'm not a fan of that (laughs) that's not okay if you're listening don't do that we're not recommending that um, what do I actually like to eat? What do I actually like to eat? I do like, um, uh, like the peanut butter filled pretzels. Oh yeah. Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm constantly stealing my, my son's snack food. So like, uh, like the, the Cinnabunnies, they have these Cinnabunny oh, yeah. cereals that are really good. Uh, goldfish, obviously the classic. Um, I don't know. I don't really snack that much while I game. I like sit. I like inhale all the food. And then I go. Sometimes I'll do like a weird like trail mix, like homemade trail mix. I'll do like cashews, uh, raisins, craisins, peanuts, pretzels, and then like some chocolate chips, some dark chocolate chips. Mix those up. But then I just sit there and I stop playing. I'll like pause it and just sit there and eat the whole thing. Until it's gone, like I have no sense of pacing. I'm gonna uh, wash it down with like 19 liters of coffee. Uh, anyway, we hope throughout our ramblings that we gave you at least one good idea for a gift, or one, that you're like, oh, I'm gonna get that for myself. One word of advice I have for all gamers out there. You wake up in the middle of the night or you're doing some late night gaming and you need a snack. Make sure that you knock on the fridge first in case the salad is dressing. Bah humbug. That's what I have to say to that. Bah humbug. Um, This is probably our last episode to come out uh, before the holidays. Um, So we don't talk to you. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Badass Kwanzaa, Blessed Yule, uh, Fun Snow Time. Winter Wonderland Solstice stuff. Yes. 
Um, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! All right. Take care, everybody. Happy holidays.